I'm Connor. And I'm Campbell. And welcome to Real Geeks, the show where we talk about movies and stuff. Alright guys, now that it's officially October, we're going to kick off the month with... I guess it's already it's October 12th, so not really kicking off. What's well, our first episode, first episode of, of October? True, so... Um, yeah, we'll be, we'll be doing some spooky movie today. Really spooky movie, actually in my opinion. Um, would you like to introduce... Actually, bro, this is so dumb. What? They, uh, we, they already know... We, we always do this, but like, I know, I they're know. clicking... Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I'll, I'll, inter- I'll just talk about like why we... Okay. This. Sure, so, sure. Uh, if you listen to some episodes like last... Um, like last year, uh, and earlier this year, I been going to this film society here at school and we watch like they basically just every thursday or most every thursday um they'll watch movies in one of the lecture halls on campus um and then we just like watch it and then talk about it at the end and then vote on the next movie um how many people show up to those things like how many what's the turnout like i'm i mean it depends sometimes like i've like Thursday, it was probably about 10 people, but sometimes there's like 15 people. Sometimes there's only like five or six. It really depends. Gotcha. I haven't been able to make any of my film society's meetings because they're on Thursday nights and I have chem lab from like five to eight. So like I always I've missed every single one this semester, which is really sad. Wow. It's like a lifeline that I've I've lost. Hopefully your next semester schedule will leave that time open. Um, yeah. But anyway, so they chose. I wasn't at the meeting where they chose this. I actually, this was the first meeting, so I don't know how they chose this movie. But point is, they were like, "Oh, hey, we're doing Rosemary's Baby on Thursday," and I knew that was on one of my uh, movie scratch-off posters. I don't know if it's oh. the one I have in the room or if it's the other one I have. Because we have we have like the same one, right? Yeah, but my it might have been on my old one. Oh, okay. Because I got one I got a couple years uh, like years ago before I got you yours, and I th- gotcha. I don't th- yeah, it's not on this one in the room. I don't think. Yeah, I think it was on my old bucket list poster at home. Point is, it gotcha. was on my list of movies to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just heard it heard th- vaguely like I've just heard of it. But I hadn't. I didn't going into it. I didn't really know much about it. Only like that it was directed by Roman Polanski, who who has a quite a controversial reputation. Um. So yeah, that was basically it. So we. I you know Harrison. It. You know Harrison Ford signed the Roman Polanski petition. Yeah, I know. Yep. I know. But I. I don't know. Yeah. I just wanted to that's point a that whole out. Nother, that's a whole nother topic. Um, anyway, so I watched it Thursday with the club, and then I was like, you know what? Why don't we just do... It's a scary movie. It's October. Why don't we do that for the episode? So yes. now Campbell has watched it, and we are going to discuss. This is my first time seeing it, too. And like just like you, I, I've heard... I think the, like the other film society in my school screened it last semester, or last year, 
during around this time and i i just didn't go but yeah um i finally watched it yeah what did you end up doing how'd you watch it oh i just got it i did a free trial on it's really weird because i had a free trial on showtime before so i just assumed like if you're to use your free trial they're not going to give you another one but apparently i just like i just used I don't know. This is kind of weird. Like, can you just keep reusing emails to c- consistently get free trials? I feel like they'd like have a policy yeah. against that, or like, how would they know? Yeah, no, because then, like, for example, like Netflix has a free trial. That means I could just get free Netflix by just reusing like different emails. You know, like I feel like I don't know. Yeah. I, I just assume that you There's can't do that. There's no way to that. prevent that. But I, I'm pretty sure there is, like, because they, they. I definitely think they're aware of that loophole. Like, you know, I people mean, they just, are, like, but. I don't I don't know. It's just some companies probably just don't it's not worth trying to uh. Well anyway, yeah, I watched it on my laptop. Like I watch most of my movies nowadays. Dude, what a loser. I know. I could have uh, Get it get it get it just get a monitor or something. Yeah, like when I have an apartment next year I'll get a TV. I just don't need a TV in a, in a dorm, really. I have one. Wow. But so. you watched it in like a lecture hall, like a, in a with a big screen. Yeah, no, right? it was good. It was good. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll just kind of, yeah. So, um, spoiler free. I mean, do we want to do spoiler free, or is that kind of like a mo- that's more? No, nah, no, no spoiler, no spoiler free. We're just gonna talk about it. Okay, okay. So if you haven't seen Rosemary's Baby, uh, go do a Showtime free trial and you can watch it. Yep. Um, because we're gonna be talking about it now. So, uh, spoiler warning. Um, okay, so you said this is like the scariest movie you've ever seen? Yeah, I think this is bro, really scary. Oh my, you're so it, lame, bro. I'm not lame. I think this it's is... not this that is, scary. Okay, maybe not scary, but this is probably, like, it's very effective. And this actually made me, like, sick to my stomach. This and one other film has, like, elicited that reaction from me. Okay. But... I think this I wasn't is like scared. I was just kind of like disturbed. Not yeah, yeah. Not okay. I, I take that back. I'm not actually scared, but I was like really disturbed, um, which I didn't really expect to be. But I'd say like this might be. I would you classify this as straight up horror because it, it's definitely under the subgenre of horror. Oh, I, I think like I mean, I would say so. Yeah, so it's like psychological thriller slash horror. I'd probably put it under. Yeah, but this this might be like. I don't know. After watching it last night, this might be like one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Just like an instant favorite. I thought it was so good. Um, yeah, like I was, especially that the second half, I was just like really disturbed and like really put off. And yeah. like it's predictable. Like it was, it was kind of obvious from the get go that like you know the neighbors are kind of up to no good. Like you know that like there's something off with them. But just still like watching it play out really like got got me. Um, and kind of the her specifically like. You feel helpless, like she's helpless, and you feel like her helplessness, and it just makes it like really uncomfortable and kind of nauseating um, as it goes on. The 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 really the, I think there's a movie called Safe by Todd Haynes that like I watched for like two of my film classes that also kind of is is the same type of movie where its character is kind of um, has some sort of like chronic illness or like not. not in in Rosemary's, Rosemary's Baby, it's not really an illness, but she does feel she's pregnant and she feels like sick, and she like her body deteriorates. In both in both movies, like the protagonist's body kind of deteriorates over time, their mental state deteriorates over time, and they're being like constantly like gaslighted and stuff. 
and it just makes for like a super super uncomfortable viewing experience so i think like this is a really effective movie and i think it like holds up like really well today um yeah in fact i think i like it better than safe because safe um is more of like yeah yeah, you should definitely watch safe safe is more of like kind of like a it brings it more into like the melodrama slash like satire kind of avenue and this one's like more towards like horror and like the occult and everything and i kind of like the horror aspect a little a little better so i think this is a really i i gave it five out of five stars i really enjoyed watching it um and like yeah it's just it's just a i guess it's um pretty like critically acclaimed so yeah uh yeah um i don't i don't know I, i i didn't do much i was really busy over this weekend and like i don't know the last couple the couple days after i finished it I honestly kind of forgot about it for a little bit because I was just so like preoccupied with like other things. So until now, yeah. I haven't really gotten a chance to like think that much about it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's been a it's been a couple days. Like I said, it's been a couple days. So I'm trying to think back about like what my initial reactions were to everything. Um, I will say there is a bit of I don't know. Uh, I think the part at the end when they reveal that it's um. Like Satan's yeah. child was yeah, kind of um, kind of funny. <laughs> in like, know, yeah, yeah, way. yeah. It is. It is. It is. Because they're like they're like also the whole th- the whole movie like Samantha Samantha went with me to the meeting too, so she watched okay. it with me. Um, but we're like at the end of it, we were just joking. It was like just the, everyone's just gaslighting Rosemary the whole entire time. Like she's just like oh yeah, everyone's like you're just a cra- you're just a crazy woman. You're just. You just don't know. You just just stop being stop freaking out. Okay. Yeah. You gave yeah. you gave birth to the devil's son. Okay. Now it's now you should be you should be honored. Now stop being stop being a dramatic woman and just and and just accept it. And like, oh gosh. I mean, it's like and, obviously I don't know. It was just like the whole time. I mean, I think another aspect of it is like she's kind of from the beginning. You could tell she's very accommodating and very I don't know about gullible, but She's very, uh, like she just goes, seems to go along with a lot of stuff at the beginning, which kind of leads. She's fairly her compl- to... complacent. Yeah, it very, it very similar to the main character, the protagonist in Safe. Like they're they're both the way they start out, they're both very similar characters. But I'd argue that like as the film goes on, though, she like definitely like uh, oh yeah, what's her Rosemary Mia Farrow's character like definitely like like she regains her sense of agency and then she like becomes like a very active character as like she like continues to get gaslighted yeah or or gaslit is is it gaslit or gaslighted yeah gaslighted gaslit yeah um i don't and then like there's that kind of that that's that that uh like you said like she just kind of feels alone like slowly and slowly everyone that seems like they'll be able to help her like either disappears or dies or ends up turning like against her. So I think that yeah. kind of watching that was one of the more like anxiety inducing parts is just like anytime somebody came in that seemed like they were going to be able to help. I was like, yeah, this isn't going to go well. Like their old neighbor ends up going into like a coma. The girl she meets right when they move in, quote unquote, yeah. kills herself. Um, yeah. And it's like, I, as, things go on it just everything just keeps getting worse and then obviously the kicker is like throughout the entire thing her husband yeah um, is like one of the main antagonists 
Um, yeah, I'd argue that he is the like the true villain of the film. Yeah, or he's like he is the main antagonist. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, um, I do. I think the way they portrayed, yeah, the whole like group of them like hanging out at the end around the crib and like the guy that one guy taking pictures was just like, yeah very satirical. Um. And like the way they were all chanting, like on surface level, it was like, oh, it's kind like kind of serious, but like it's also not like it almost seems like they're like making fun of like I can't tell if he was genuinely portraying like Satanism or not. Hmm. That's one of the thoughts I, I had was like, is this a genuine like, oh, this is going to be scary or is it supposed is there supposed to be a level of like satirical like. Come, no, I I definitely I definitely think there is like a certain level of of satire in the, in the ending. Kind of with again back to safe like that film it also like operates as a satire in that she's they're both women. They're both constantly kind of being manipulated by uh like ma- like uh male figures. Yeah. They're both are do- in both films the doctor figures are are men and they kind of they kind of brush off her um her fears or her worries and concerns and everything like oh it's just in your head it'll get better in a few days just like and they they kind of like brush it off you know so yeah yeah i think i think with the ending yeah there is like it's not supposed to be taken like super seriously like there is sort of like a comedic aspect to it but still i think um i mean i still think it's a pretty effective ending uh in that also they don't show I, I thought it was crazy how they, they talk about how he has his father's the baby has his father's eyes and the father's supposed to be like Satan. Yeah. And they never show they never show the baby too. And that just like if they showed it, I feel like that would have definitely cheapened there was a, it. But... No, there was a little flash wasn't there like a little flash of there was oh, a little maybe, there was a little thing, but like it was very brief and kind of abstract. But like by not like actually showing the baby, the it whole makes baby, it yeah. it makes it like way more disturbing because you're just like imagining how like messed up this thing looks. Um oh also, like, I okay, I, I I predicted it would either end in two ways. When she like kind of she she basically discovers the 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 cult, and then she has the knife, or she or she's kind of like sitting there in defeat because she's basically been like she just accepts like she's just been manipulated this whole time. She's completely powerless. I thought again she was either gonna like accept the baby as her own, which was like the actual ending of the film, and like kind of like nurse it or whatever because of her maternal instincts, or I thought she was gonna kill it. And I thought that yeah, would be like ne- a really, I was I like, that'd be a really crazy turn. I was like, what if, but I, I knew like the darker ending would be her like kind of accepting and, and cradling it as her own. And I was like, dang, that's, that's a pretty dark ending. Um, but I don't know. I was like, I was like holding out some hope that maybe like, oh, maybe she'll like, you know, like murder the baby in front of everyone. But actually are, that, that would be kind Did of, you want that her to kind do of, that? Oh, I mean like the baby's literally like Satan. So, I mean. Uh, or like Satan's like spawn, so it's but, not like she's like we're, I don't know like she's it's also her kid though. That's a, yeah, that's but a, it's that's it's a... like, it's like full spawn. I mean, yeah, it's true. That's true. So like I knew I was like pretty sure the ending would be her kind of accepting it, and I was like, yeah, that's that's pretty bleak. Um, yeah, but no, I I still really like the ending. It reminded me, um, what did it remind me of? Oh, kind of remind me of you know Hunter. This is kind of off a tangent, but this would make a pretty good double viewing with Eraserhead, both both movies about like what? demonic demonic children. 
Except in Eraserhead, yeah. he kills the baby at the end. Yeah. I I don't know. I I mean, I guess. I actually... I would be I anybody, if you subject yourself to that uh, watch party, I feel like you would be, like, I don't know. Well, on a more serious note, I actually think this would make a really great double viewing with Safe. Um, because I think both of them, like, the themes are very similar, and they, they both are, like, horrific in, in kind of a similar way. But no, yeah, on, a, on a, like, a lighter note, I think it would be funny to watch this along with Eraserhead, because both of them have these really be messed up movies. That would be traumatizing for, for first viewers of both movies. Yeah, I, I could see. I, what would you start with? I don't even know. Um, I don't know. They're just like loosely related, and both of them the have Racer demonic is more babies. Ab- definitely more absurd than this. Oh yeah, Eraserhead is definitely a lot more bizarre. I think I honestly think this is scarier though, because Eraserhead's not out scary. This movie no. actually I think is outright like fairly like scary and disturbing. Um, yeah. Especially when like there's one specific shot. This okay, we're gonna we're, we're gonna have to talk about Hereditary too because there's there's no way Ari Aster wasn't influenced by this film when making Hereditary. But there's one shot when she returns to the house or returns to her apartment and she's like on the phone trying to call for help. And in like she's standing in a doorway and out the doorway you could see like two guys kind of like like tiptoeing past. And I thought that was like a really disturbing like shot. Oh yeah. Of, I I was like, that is that is freaky. And it really reminded me of those shots in Hereditary where like there'd be some sort of action going on and in the background there would there would just be like a random like naked yes. cult member like standing. I remember yeah and there's yeah like there's there's absolutely no way these there's not some sort of connection between those films in terms of like influence um also the fact that like yeah just the name hereditary you know and and a baby like there's some sort of familial tie between Mm. both of them Um, yeah but yeah um i don't i i i think like what was it? Oh, another thing I want to mention is like the did the the girl like from the beginning that lived with the um what do you call it? Yeah, the, uh, the weird co- the, the couple like the the old the couple. Castavets. Did yeah. she kill herself or was it just posed to be that way? Do you think? Um. I don't. Like, I honestly don't. I don't really know. I wasn't really like thinking about that. I maybe. I I know they were doing like they they do like suicide or they do like these rituals and they use like human blood and stuff. So maybe like they murdered her to use her like blood or whatever, and then like posed it as a suicide. But then also like they were like not even at she, the house. Maybe she killed herself while they were gone to like prevent them from like. Maybe, maybe she began to find out what was going on and she didn't want to be a part of it. Maybe, yeah. Or maybe she was, like, a member and got, like, excommunicated or something. Um, yeah. I don't know. That was yeah. just something I was thinking about. Is like, because I was watching their reactions and I was just trying to figure out, like, okay, was this really a surprise to them? Um, or was it not? Like, I, def- I have a feeling that they weren't, like, remorseful or sad about it. Whether no, she, no, whether no. it was their intention, whether they intended to kill her or not. But yeah. I was just trying to figure out if who's doing it was if she killed herself or if it was um if they did it but like you said they weren't there but again there might be there are definitely some supernatural forces at work here so maybe they i don't know 
Also, the fact that she was just like maybe this is just like that has to do with the time period, but the fact that Rosemary was just so quick to just oh here here's uh, the neighbors Miss Casavets is like oh here's my herbal beverage to, I'm gonna give it to you every single day yeah uh, oh yeah <laughs> just and she was just it. like okay and then the other thing was like they were like they announced that she was pregnant and they came out the Casavets came over and like guy was there first thing they did crack open the bottle of wine. We love fetal alcohol syndrome. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know if, like, okay. I didn't understand that because I was like, what, why is she drinking? Like, that was, was that, so is that, hilarious. Wait, is that like a recent, like, I, I'm like so unaware. Is this like a recent, like, discovery, like, that, relatively that, recent I mean, discovery that alcohol, like. Yeah. Okay. So, like, they didn't even, like, know about that at the, at the no, time. It wasn't, like, in the it wasn't 60s? written in there for some sort of purpose. Like, that was just a normal scene. Okay, I didn't. I, no, I, I just, I'm just saying, like, I didn't know if, like, um, because obviously you're not supposed to drink alcohol when you're pregnant. So I didn't know, like, by like, if they were, they had like some sort of like malintention by like giving her alcohol. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is that was not written into oh, okay. the movie for some sort of symbolic. Pro- Literally, that was just normal. <laughs> okay, I was like, what the heck? Like, why is she drinking? But um, yeah, and then like, um, also like. Guy basically like rapes her, and oh yeah, admits- that was really just dis- yeah. I I was like really disturbed by that. And I didn't know if like that was just supposed to be like oh like normal because that's like obviously well, terrible. I mean, it is, I was, like it is Roman Plant yeah. is the director, so maybe he thought that that was perfectly justified. Yeah, given uh, it, it is crazy how like yeah she just brushes it. like at first you can see she's kind of like well, why would you do she's that? Like, but it was more of just like. It's not like, oh, I'm disgusted with you. Why would you do that? It's more just like, that's annoyed or annoying. She brushes it off and never, never like comes back to it. And I like, I was like thoroughly upset by that. I was like, what the heck? Um, and again, I didn't know if like that was just supposed to be like, I, I honestly, I don't think it was supposed to be normal because I think I, I have no idea, but like that, like really, like kind of I don't think it me. was supposed to be. Um, yeah, because. Um, because I think it was supposed to allude to the fact, like, are her dreams, like, reality, or, like, by the way, that dream sequence is, like, pretty, pretty freaky. I was, I was, for being made in, like, the 60s, this is, like, pretty, pretty ballsy. Um, a lot of the, a lot of that, that dream sequence imagery is just, like, really, like, kind of messed up. I guess we're kind of, we're kind of back to, like, what we were talking about with, uh, 2001, is, like, both these movies are kind of beyond their their time beyond their time yeah th- this is yeah this is truly like ahead of its time um because yeah a lot of these sequences are, are really disturbing thoroughly upsetting but yeah back back to like you're talking about guy like yeah that that was like really kind of messed up and again i i think honestly i, I think it was Plansky's intention to like make that sort of like an upsetting moment because we're supposed to kind of doubt um guy as like you know is he truly like in doing things for an interest or is he like you know, some sort of villainous kind of antagonist. I don't know, but yeah, uh, it says that fetal yeah. alcohol syndrome wasn't was it went largely unrecognized until 1973 when it was characterized as a tragic oh. disorder. Okay, so that makes sense why they were. I guess why they just drank a lot. It was just kind of hilarious because it's like not 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 even two minutes after she says she's pregnant, they like what's his name just pulls out a bottle of wine, and it was just like yeah. It was so bad. Um, yeah. Um. 
but I don't know. It's just kind of like I also liked Guy's character. Um, like when the big when the movie started, I was kind of apprehensive about like the how the princes were going to be because I just they kind of seemed. It gave me like a corny vibe at the beginning. Um, me too. I agree. The, I agree. But then they actually ended up coming into their own, and I think like Guy's character, like the way he, like I think that the actor actor did a pretty good job. Um, and it was like Don Cassavetes. Don. He no, also. I'm, I'm not gonna. Say. Bruh, he uh, John Cassavetes is also um, I don't, I'm pretty sure it was after, but he he's a pretty prolific director in his own right. Um, oh, he's he's fairly famous. I know my uncle really likes his. He has like a box set of his films. Uh, he's a pretty like kind of like experimental filmmaker. But um, interesting. I don't know. I don't know if his if his acting career came first or if his uh direct directing career came after. But I just know that he's a fairly famous guy. But yeah. I do agree. Like, I think the performances were really strong. I think, again, yeah, John Cassavetes is really good, and I think Mia Farrow as as Rosemary, like she, as the film like progresses and like her character deteriorates, she like does a good job like making making you feel like her character is like actually kind of mentally and physically, uh, like degrading. Like you see in her like eyes and like yeah. she becomes really pale and uh Kenny. like sickly. Yeah, yeah, so I think she she does a really good job, and especially at the end when she's all paranoid, um, you kind of feel like I don't know the, the the combination of just like the camera work and then her performance really puts you in her shoes, and you feel just as like nauseated as she is. Yeah, um, and I think yeah, I think the movie does a good job of like progressing like through the story and like seeing like how people change, like you can see how they develop. Um, mm-hmm either like for the most part in a negative sense um yeah so i think like seeing like guy's progression as well as rosemary's progression kind of like that was one of the more interesting parts to it um Mm -hmm. and i think like i can't put my finger on it but like the whole thing of her like going to the doctor to be like saved like the other doctor dr hill and then yeah yeah showing up and taking her reminded me of something from another movie Oh no, yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, it's a, it's a fairly common trope, right? Like like they think that they're safe, but it's actually like some sort of like you know, they 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 they've been like uh they've betrayed. Been so it's fairly I feel it's fairly common, but yeah, there is like I saw that in oh, a specific movie and I can't remember what it was. It kind of reminded me of honestly like Raiders of the Lost Ark when they're on the ship at the end with the the captain, but then like he like turns them over to the Nazis, right? Isn't that I mean, Basically, yeah. Maybe but I mean, it it's, it's a, a fairly it's, common. Like, there's another horror movie or something where. Oh. Oh oh oh. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They go to um. They go to that guy's uh, that guy's like gas station, but he's actually like the brother of the um, of a Leatherface, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Because similar, not. I mean, around the same time period, it's got like I don't know. Um, it was the same kind of thing. I was thinking. Because it's like, and also yeah. at that point of the movie, you're like, um, I don't think this kinda, is going to go well. You know, yeah. as like the viewer. Because like when she went to go see Dr. Hill, I was like, I was like, there's no way this is going to like pan out as well as it's supposed to. Like it's, it's too good to be true. So, uh, so yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I'm trying to think of there's definitely probably some more analytical analytical chemistry things. What? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. What separation um... of biological organisms. Okay. I'm trying to think if there's like some more thematic um things we can talk about or like things we can analyze. I will say like the the apartment's really crowded and like claustrophobic um her, her apartment initially reminded me of the house from hereditary like i don't know if if again uh ari aster like was was kind of influenced by like the look of the film but the look of the apartment at, at least in the beginning when before they renovated looked like uh the main character's house or that family's house where it was kind of like dark and kind of gothic almost yeah um but but then they renovate it and it looks all nice and new uh let's see there is that, just just kind of to ramp back to the, like that scene of her like really paranoid in the phone booth. Even mm. like that guy just like standing behind her who who's just waiting for the phone booth. Like, ah, uh, like she's so paranoid, and the film conveys it so well that like his presence is is still like menacing. I yeah. I just remember watching that scene, and I was like really like kind of anxious seeing like people yeah. walk like like I like walks past her, like comes back to like look at her or something, like waits outside, and I think like another woman like comes back and like looks at her so it just does such a good job that that second half making you feel so paranoid um and she you, you truly feel like like you're like you're not safe or she's never like truly safe yeah um yeah but in terms of in terms of themes uh, there could be themed again like there's that time magazine cover that said like god is dead um there's the fact that she like is catholic but not but she says like she doesn't really know anymore like she was like, oh yeah, I was like raised a Catholic, but I'm not sure yeah. anymore. Obviously, like there's like Satanism or whatever. Um, yeah. What do you make of like? There's like a very strange dream sequence, like before, like the the really disturbing one of her like in like Catholic school or something. Yeah, I, it felt, I didn't really I felt, know what to. Think they never of came that. back to it. it. It felt like a little out of place because they never like really circled back to it, other than mentioning that she used to be Catholic. So I didn't I mean, really know exactly what to make of that. What I what I really the only thing I thought of it was like maybe she had like trauma in mm, Catholic yeah. school and, and had a negative in, in, in experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that was the main thing. It was very brief and not and kind of blurry. So I think it was that was all I kind of got out of it. Um, yeah. I don't. What I want to talk about is like why. Like, what were her... I don't even know. Um, I I want to go back to, like, her... Not, like, her just kind of, like... Like, just basically giving up at the end. Like, yeah, she... Giving... She becomes, like... She... Uh, yeah, you mean at the end, end, like, when she, like, yeah. discovers... The, yeah, because she's just completely, like, in shock and, like, helpless in that situation. I don't, I mean, is it like she, is she like, so, like, I don't, I, I just, I don't want to seem harsh, um, but like, what is her reasoning behind taking care of Satan's child? Like, why is she willing to do that? You know what I mean? Mm, well, I think that's kind of like the question that like the film is posing, but it's almost like she's, she's been manipulated to this point that like in her mind like it makes no sense to resist any further like 
it's it's this like far intrusive into her life it's it, it intruded that far into her life to where now it's like there's basically no escape it really reminds me of the end again of the endings of both midsummer and hereditary because both of them feature the protagonist kind of succumbing to this like uh, to their fates right like um peter at the end of hereditary oh, oh. is like hey, is hey, um hey. what 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 if people haven't watched these a lot of people it's too bad like this is just we we, we said there's but it's spoilers for the movie we're talking about okay fine i'll, I'll just leave I, it at that I, okay the people that have watched it know what we're talking about okay yeah so again it reminded me of, of the end of those movies because both both the protagonists at the end of those films are kind of in the same state that rosemary is at the end of this film to where she's just kind of uh, reluctantly kind of accepting of of this kind of fate that she's been uh basically manipulated into by like her neighbors and her husband and everyone in her life so i don't know i i think it's a really like kind of bleak and depressing ending but it makes sense in that like i couldn't really see it ending any other way other than like her killing the baby which i don't know if that would like really again like, i kind of exactly like i, I low-key like wanted that to happen because i just wanted her to like you know take revenge on the people that's that have been like controlling of her her whole life but i think ultimately it does make sense that like she's going to be reluctantly accepting of of her fate and nursing the baby or whatever um I, I do like the ending. I think I think it's very fitting. Really? Um, I think another thing you could talk about is, like, her role, like, as a wife, I guess, and as, like, a partner to Guy. Because I guess, like, back to, like, being accommodating and, like, kind of passive, she seems to kind of... He's not... I don't know. He's not... For the beginning of it, he's not like, uh, 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 like, ex- like, obviously abusive. But there's definitely this thing where she's kind of the one that is like, okay, fine, we'll do this. We don't have to do this if you don't want to, kind of thing. And like when the yeah. when the neighbors come, the neighbor comes over with her friend. Rosemary's just kind of like trying to read on the couch, and her friend, the friend of the neighbor, just comes in and just sits on the couch and like yeah. sits on her. They just kind of walk all over her. Um, yeah. I guess that you could say some. You could probably say some things about like her. Well, I think, accent. I think that's like, I think that's like really intentional, because she she needs. She she needs to realize like, or the viewer needs to like have that helplessness communicated to them because it makes the viewer feel just as helpless as she is, and then. That makes her like regaining like her agency at the end for that brief period of time like even more like effective. So like, I'm not I I could see how someone could like criticize this movie and be like, oh, she's like such a weak female character. Like she has no sense of agency. She just like lets people walk over her and she's so like accommodating to men or whatever. But I think that was like intentional. Oh, no, like, I, I do think, too. Yeah, yeah. Like I think that's not like Rum Plancy like having such like like or being kind of like male gaze or whatever like i think that's like very no, no, in, don't either it yeah it's like um it's a part of her character and yeah. it's like important to the themes of the film um great yeah um i don't know i'm trying to think of other i mean okay this doesn't like this it, it, i'll let you like think of something but i'll, I'll bring something up too 
I was having this conversation with, like, my roommates a couple days ago, because there's, you know, have you heard about, like, Rex Orange County? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, recently he's had, like, those, like, sexual assault allegations, like, six oh, of yeah, them or whatever. Oh, yeah, I didn't hear about that. And I know a lot of people who have, like, decided just to stop listening to his music. Like, they deleted their so- his songs off their playlist, and, like, they no longer listen to him. And I think it's interesting, because, like, when you talk about that in terms of, like, Rum Polanski, who, like, raped, like, a minor or whatever and is basically a fugitive like he's a criminal um it's interesting in that like can like can you separate the art from the artist like we can like like yeah like like can we and should we like separate the art from the artist because i know i I just with the recent stuff with rex orange county i I just think it's kind of an interesting comparison because i know a lot of people have like refused to like or they've like again like deleted his songs off their playlist like should like is it like kind of unethical for us to even like draw attention to this film that's directed by a rapist like i don't know that's also think, just an interesting conversation I think it's important to acknowledge that and um i think you just kind of take that as i don't know to, you just take it into consideration when you're wa- when you watch it i mean we're not sitting here like idolizing him or like talking about like how great he is or, or that's anything true, like that's true. that. We're talking about the movie itself in the in the context in which it it I don't know. I'm trying to um Yeah, like we're not necessarily we're just like discussing like the actual work rather than like we're not talking about how great Roman Polanski is, right? Because obviously he did yeah. terrible things. We are as long as you are acknowledging and accepting the fact that like, okay, he was not a he's not a good person for that. Um, but this was a, this was a decent, this is a very well-made film, regardless of what he did, because in, in, I mean, in reality, it shouldn't impact your perception of this one movie. Maybe you can look at the movie differently, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think you should necessarily like, I mean, you could do what you want, but. It shouldn't be a reason like, oh, I shouldn't watch that movie. Because no one's blaming yeah, you if it's... you do. No one's, you're not at fault for doing that. It's just the issue arises when you disregard the fact that they did something terrible. or Which is, which is interesting with like the, the different people who like signed that petition for him to like not be like detained or something. I think that's where like I kind of draw a line because they're kind of like excusing him. Just because he's like some famous director. Well, the thing is, I I don't remember the specifics of the petition, but I think the reasoning behind the petition was that he was apprehend. Like they did that event and used it to apprehend him. I think that was why people were signing it. Yeah, but it's like out of. But it's like given the fact that he's like there. I, I honestly, I see it as them kind of like excusing him almost because like they're they're like technicalities. Like with okay, they plant like they tried to like use some event or whatever to detain him unlawfully or whatever. But I don't know. I, I still, I still kind of see it as like a bit a bit wrong. Yeah, um, yeah. I yeah. just want to clarify that like they're not like saying oh he's wasn't in the wrong for doing this. Like there, it has nothing to do with. I, I, it was more about like the circumstances under which he was, uh, um, arrested. Mm. But then. 
but then again like if it was just some random nobody no one would no one would like you know make a fuss about it you know if i, think I was if i was <laughs> <laughs> if some gangbanger gets shot no one bats an eye why are but you if doing, one, you're not doing the you're doing little mayor oh yeah i thought that's what you're not that's what you, that was, what was you, were you were doing the dark knight one oh i thought you're doing the dark knight voice you were doing the 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 Heath Ledger Joker voice. Yeah, because he was like, if I'd say like a gangbanger gets shot, no one, no one. I thought cares. that was from Joker. No, it's from. I it's from did... The Dark Knight, right? I don't know. My my mind was like, oh, if to I was talking about like him like killing the the guys in the subway. Like that's what I was talking about. Oh, oh, oh. I forgot. Oh, like about if that. I was in the street, you'd walk all over me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, I just thought it was an interesting conversation. Like, yeah, because I, I did, I read some someone's article about saying, like, kind of like trying to justify like why they would continue to watch Roman Polanski movies, and it's just kind of interesting because like, I, I feel like there definitely are people out there that would be like, um, like I'm gonna not watch this guy's movies anymore because of what he did, and like that you're definitely entitled to do that. Because I also know like my my professor last year they were screening this movie again. I told you they were screening it for like, um. Uh, some other like film society at my school and he yeah. was like yeah I, I like hesitate to like recommend you to go because just due to the nature of of the film mm. um but but he rec- recognized like he, this is a really good movie but i just hesitate to recommend it so i don't know it's just it's just kind of interesting different people's interpretations of that yeah. and given I, rex orange county yeah and i think you could probably come up with plenty of other examples of like artists and all that kind of stuff that have problematic histories and all that kind of stuff um so I don't know. It, it, everybody's open to their own thing, and I think I don't think anybody should be blamed. I mean, not blamed, but like shamed for deciding to do one thing or another, as long yeah, as they yeah. are acknowledging, acknowledging the the issue with whatever the person did. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that's that's kind of where I'm at, and like right now we're kind of like we're analyzing it, we're picking it apart, we're not like putting it on a pedestal, we're not putting. I mean, we are we're not putting Roman good... Pol- we're not putting Roman Polanski on a pedestal, yeah, but yeah, we can yeah, like yeah. we can definitely like argue about the film as like a work of art. We can like, objectively own, look right. at it. Yeah. So, I think that's kind of where, at least where I'm at in terms of that kind of thing. Um, oh no, yeah, I agree. You just kind of take it into account. Mm-hmm. So, and like the other thing is like they didn't mention it, it like anything about him at the meeting. Like it was almost like an elephant in the room. At I what mean, meeting? About- at the film meeting, like when they, when they were like introducing the movie, they didn't say anything about his like his problematic na- like ness. I then, mean, like that could be a way of them. I mean, that makes sense because like you could just not want to draw attention to that, or like not like give him any sort of like extra credit. You know, like. But is it in a, in a way? Is that in a way like worse? Is what I'm saying. I mean, again, that's just like really debatable. Like. I see. I could see their intentions of just trying to acknowledge the film as a film in its own right, and just discuss the film, yeah. um, and not just like give any sort of extra attention to like a person who did terrible things. It's kind of like if there's like a mass shooting, um, a lot of times like people try not to like the, the attention goes more towards like you know the victims and everything rather than the perpetrator because we're not trying to give the perpetrator any sort of like. Well, my point is um, not talk about him just in general, but mention like yeah, okay, like. He did this stuff. I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's, that's because like that's usually, 
usually we would talk about the director or like, oh, they did yeah. this other movie. They did it, but they didn't say anything. Yeah, that's interesting. So, I oh. mean, maybe they did. They do a discussion afterwards. And I was like, um, I had somewhere to go after. So I only stayed for a couple minutes. So they may have talked about stuff after I left. But yeah, while I was there, like in the beginning and uh, right after the movie ended, there wasn't really much talk about like him and like, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Um, I know. I know my my current film professor. His favorite movie is also a Plansky film, like uh, Chinatown. Okay. So he like talks about he talks about Chinatown a ton. But interesting. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Um. Any any other notable? This is a shorter one today, but yeah. Um, there's there's that little shot. This is I just like read this like. Like a couple hours ago, and I was just like looking at the film. But okay. remember that shot of her walking out into traffic, just kind of dazed. Yeah, and I she just that. she just nonchalantly. That wasn't staged. Like her, she literally just like walked into traffic, and Rum Plansky like just like followed her with the camera. Um, Bro, I think he they said like he told her that like no one's gonna hit a pregnant lady or a, or a person who looks pregnant because she wasn't actually pregnant. She had like it was like a um a suit some yeah a suit or whatever. So like yeah, she like literally walked out into traffic. Which I I was like not expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I I think another interesting thing is to note is like it how she just kind of like ignores she ignores a lot of this stuff for in the beginning just because I think she has that hope that things are going to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, like the pain that she has for a little while while pregnant is she's just like okay well it's the doctor said it's going to go away and she keeps telling everybody all that. Um, and it doesn't go away, and then it, until it gets to the point where she's like, "Okay, I can't take it anymore." Um, yeah, she, I think part of her, like, she's not gullible and she's not stupid. I think she's just a lot of it has to do with her kind of ignoring some of the signs in the beginning that something's off, and choosing because, to be, be like, "Okay, this is it's going to be better. It's not what I think it is." Blah blah blah. Well, it's and because think, she's in. Oh, yeah, continue. No, go ahead. I was just reiterating. Uh, cuz she's in an environment that's like is actively like suppressing her uh like decision making ability. Like Exactly. She yeah, like she's just like constantly being gaslit by everyone. So like yeah. she's kind of forced she's kind of forced to just suppress her her views and stuff and then kind of ignore things. Yeah. So. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think that's about that's about everything. I feel like in terms of um... yeah, it is it's kind of like ironic. Now that now that I think of it, it's kind of ironic that like a movie about this like woman like losing control over like her own mental state and like her actual body was like directed by a dude who literally violated someone else's like some other exactly. woman's body. Like exactly. it's it's like it's kind of it's so ironic because this is like a really powerful movie and like it it really puts you in the shoes of someone of like of, of a woman in a, like a completely male environment that's like constantly trying to oppress you and it does it so effectively and that's it, just so ironic that you know He's the last director I feel like it. that would come from yeah like it it's so transparent like you you really feel like me being a male like you really feel like you're in her shoes same thing with todd haynes safe like you really feel like you're in this character's shoes yeah and just in this like terrible environment so 
yeah it's it's pretty ironic um but yeah like honestly i, I think it's a masterpiece so i i love this movie i think um i'll have to i'll have to revisit it like um maybe every like halloween or like around around this oh. time because it, it's it's very creepy um yeah it's just like it's interesting because it's definitely got like some feminist theory like themes to it even though like like you just said like that's ironic considering who directed it um mm-hmm. like i would have thought it would was directed by a woman i don't know just the way it's portrayed and the way that like the main theme is so yeah i mean same thing with like silence of the lambs i think which is also struck by a man um but like you really feel like she's she's in she's a uh what is it she's like an fbi agent but she yeah. like her career is like dominated same thing actually no same thing with arrival arrival signs of the lambs and this film really put you in that kind of like minority or because she's the my they're they're all the protagonists are women and they're all like in the minority within their workplace or within their field and you really feel that in all three in all three of those films you really feel that like there are a lot of shots in silence of lambs where she's like completely surrounded by like men and you you feel you feel her oppression or whatever but yeah so, so yeah, um, well, I think that's about it. So, uh, I think we'll do, maybe we'll do another scary movie this month. I think we've, the way we're doing the schedule, we'll have one more episode for October. So, um, yeah, I want to do another, I want to do another Halloween related film. Follow us on Instagram. Let us know what I know you... horror movie. You haven't seen the shining Connor. I know. I know. I, maybe we'll do, maybe we'll do that. We'll That's see. yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Oh well, wait a minute. We've got we got to continue doing our uh, series. That's true, right? And so, yep. We'll see. Well, just stay tuned. Um. That said, I'm Connor. I'm Campbell. And you just wasted the last hour of your life listening to Real Geeks. If you enjoyed this episode of Real Geeks, please be sure to follow us on social media at the Real Real Geeks for the latest news and updates. Also, be sure to leave us a review. What things did you like? What things would you like to see in future episodes? Let us know and we'll be sure to take a look.